Welcome back, you guys. We are going to talk about one of my favorite topics. You already know it is intuitive eating. It is one of my favorite things, and I just love to talk about intuitive eating. But today we have a special guest. Her name is Jen, and she's a non diet registered dietitian and a certified intuitive eating counselor. And she is going to teach us how to mindfully eat. So I know you guys have maybe heard that phrase before, like eating mindfully or being more mindful, but Jen is going to explain to us how exactly we can do that, how to learn to do that. She has, um, she has some tips for us for how to transition from, you know, dieting, maybe tracking your macros and calories um, to learning how to eat more mindfully. So it is going to be a great chat. I absolutely love talking to Jen. She is just such a ray of sunshine and we're going to learn a lot. Hey you guys, welcome to the Empowered Podcast hosted by your girl, Miranda Lee. I hope you're ready to get confident, throw away the all or nothing mindset, fully surrender to God and strive to be 1% better every day. Don't forget, you are enough, you are worthy, and you are loved. Alrighty, let's get this party started. Hello, Jen. I am so excited to have you here on the podcast. So thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. So we're going to be talking about one of my favorite topics, which is, you know, intuitive eating, which, you know, we're going to dive into mindfulness, which I think is going to be so awesome. And, you know, just like ditching that diet culture. So I know this is going to be a great and amazing episode. But before we get into all that good stuff, can you introduce yourself, tell our audience who you are and what you do and maybe how you got to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to try and keep this as brief as I can because (laughs) I could probably go on about uh, how I got to where I am today for a long time. Um, But just to introduce myself first, my name is Jen Boswick. I um, own and operate my private practice, The Intuitive Nutritionist. Um, Under that, I, I am a registered dietitian and a certified intuitive eating counselor. And I love doing this work because me myself struggled with, uh, my relationship with food for quite some time. And yeah, I just, I know how it feels to feel lost and like, you can't get unstuck out of all the struggles with food and feeling like these negative ways with food. So, I mean, to tell you a little bit about my story, um, I think I got into quote unquote healthy eating, when I was quite a young teenager at that period in time, a lot of like Pinterest inspo in that sense, which now I know is very diet culture steeped, but that motivation (laughs) was, um, there. And I definitely, you know, did, I think something that a lot of people can relate to is like Kayla, it signs, uh, bikini body guide. (laughs) I was like, a religious thing for me that I was really like tied to, um, and tried a bunch of different types of diets and things that I saw online. And of course, as a teenager, I just thought I was being healthy. And then I did, you know, previous to this, have some body image struggles. And, you know, whenever I do mention body image struggles, I always want to, um, acknowledge that, I am someone who lives in a smaller body. So I have certain privileges around that. So 
um, other folks' experiences would definitely be different than mine. And I don't experience all of the stigmas that come with our weight centric world, but I did have some body image struggles that kind of led me to wanting a smaller body and then restricting of course, and trying to diet and do all the things and do the workouts and all of that stuff. And then I ended up going to university. I first started studying kinesiology and then I decided I wanted to switch into nutrition. And at that point in time, it definitely was more of that, like obsessive nutrition, um, you know, interest that I had. And then a couple years into my undergrad degree, um, someone had mentioned intuitive eating to me and I was like, Oh, that sounds cool because I had gotten into yoga and mindfulness and all of that stuff previous to hearing about that. And I was like, you know what, that sounds like in alignment to what I like. So let me learn about that. And then I was, you know, shocked as most people are when they first learn about intuitive eating, like, Oh, wow, this may be why I feel so out of control around food. <laughs> Maybe this dieting or restricting is actually making me binge. Oh, what? <laughs> That's backwards to what I thought I was doing. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I practiced that implemented that for myself. It took some time, I will say, but definitely turned around and shifted my perspective about the way that I look about food, our relationship with food and our bodies. Um, and now I went on to do my master's and I am a dietitian now <laughs> and, and teach everything about intuitive eating to others because I don't want people to struggle. You know, it, it doesn't feel good. It feels draining. It feels icky. So yeah, I just want everyone to have peace with food. And that's the, I guess, spark notes version of how I got to where I am today. Yeah, I love that. We have so many, you know, similarities with our story. And I feel like a lot of people, you know, struggle with the same thing. And, um, you know, I think intuitive eating is so amazing. And, you know, just like you, when I found it, I was like, wow, like, this is great. Um, you know, I did a, an intuitive eating series in April where all my podcast episodes were about intuitive eating. And, you know, one of the common themes that came up with people I interviewed and then, you know, with my own story is that intuitive eating is definitely a journey. You know, mm -hmm. you can't, you know, if you've been dieting for five, 10, 15, 20 years, you're not just going to be perfect at intuitive eating. And I think that's the beauty of intuitive eating. It doesn't expect you to be perfect like diets do. Um, so what was your, um, I guess, your journey in the beginning of intuitive eating? Maybe what was easy for you, easier for you? What was harder for you? And kind of how long did it take for you to kind of get the ball rolling and, you know, <laughs> get yeah. into the hang of things? Absolutely. I think for me, I was definitely someone who... Hmm, I don't know how to put this, but I guess I didn't realize that I could reach out to someone for help with what I was, you know, trying to work on with my relationship with food. And so I kind of went at it alone, <laughs> which made things a lot harder and, and drawn out. Um, because I don't know, I, I guess in, in my mind, I was like, I don't need help. I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> and it was, was not fine. Looking back. Um, I wish I would have reached out for help, but I, you know, read the book, 
and, you know, did the workbook kind of stuff on my own, talked to some other colleagues that uh, also knew about this intuitive eating and just really started to implement it. But when I first heard of it at that point in time, I would say that I, maybe I was um, pescatarian, maybe at the time I went through a whole period of my life where I was vegan. Um, and you know, nothing against veganism and people to do that, uh, for their own choices and ethically and all of that stuff, totally okay. But looking back and reflecting upon my experiences, I was definitely doing that, um, as a form of restricting food. And I was told, you know, if you become vegan, you're going to, you know, lose weight and have this nice body, whatever. So that's why I was there. But I think at the point in time where I heard about intuitive eating, I was still in that. Um, and it did take me years to transition out of it. And it started with, you know, incorporating dairy back in and then incorporating fish back in and then finally, you know, meat, but that, that did take like three, four years, maybe to kind of like fully transition out of that and noticing in my own mind that yes, this was a restriction that was, you know, for the sake of restriction, not <laughs> other reasons um, for myself, which I tried to, you know, almost lie to myself about that. So I think that took a long time in terms of the mindset shifts there with my food rules. Um, but yeah, I think in the beginning, it, it just feels very eye-opening and overwhelming all at the same time. Cause it's like, okay, yeah, wow. This, this concept of intuitive eating, like feels like these people really understand me and understand what I'm feeling. Like I thought I was alone. I thought I was doing something wrong. My willpower wasn't working, whatever, but it was like a breath of fresh air, but then also like, oh, what do I do? <laughs> I don't know what to do with this. Um, so yeah, it definitely took time and took a lot of practicing and, you know, and this is something I tell my clients all the time. It was full of ups and downs. I, you know, would work on my food rules and work on like actually listening to my body and then, you know, just go right back to them and maybe like try another diet. Right. And then come back to the whole intuitive eating thing. It wasn't just like a, I'm in, I'm good. And we're done. No, <laughs> it was a lot of like regression and moving forward all at the same time. Um, so yeah, long story short, it took a while, <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I I'm very happy that I did find it. I, like I said, I wish I reached out for help and didn't have this so long and drawn out <laughs> because yeah, just as everyone else, you know, past me deserved that piece with food a little sooner. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was the same way. Like I didn't really have help in, in my journey as well. And now it's like, I'm seeing all these, you know, amazing people like you as well, who are helping mm -hmm. people with their intuitive eating journey. And, you know, like the type of coaching I do as well. And it's like, man, you can, you can just get so much help and you don't have to go through it alone. And I think it's yeah. amazing that there's resources and people that you can partner up with that can help, but, you know, listening to your story as well like yeah there's ups and downs there's you know you might take two steps forward and then three steps back and then five steps forward and then four steps back but that's I think that's so amazing about intuitive eating like everyone's journey is different but I think that's why everyone is kind of scared because they love mm -hmm. the the strict set of rules that diets have given us because yeah. it's black or white you either do it or you don't do it you succeed 
or you fail and with intuitive eating it's such a like a to forever journey there's never like a destination that you don't mm-hmm. it, like you're not you can't fail unless you just <laughs> decide that you never want to do it again I guess but you know every sure. you know every day we you can this is why I told my clients to celebrate one little win you know your little win could be that you stopped after eating four slices of cake because you said you know what I think my hunger cues are telling me that I'm full where diet culture is like oh my gosh you ate cake Mm-hmm. Like that's a loss. So, you know, a, a lot of this, what we were talking about before we started recording, you know, is, is mindfulness. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people, um, they hear that phrase, like being mindful or mindful eating. And like you were telling me, you know, it is, uh, you know, a piece of intuitive eating. <laughs> so I really want to dive into that, like what it means to be mindful and how to be mindful and like steps that, that our listeners can take to learn how to eat mindfully. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, like you said, and how we were chatting about that, I, um, feel as though like in my mind and how I kind of practice this stuff, that mindful eating is a piece of the puzzle that falls under kind of the umbrella of intuitive eating. Mindful eating can also be its like own thing, which is definitely, um, out there, but I truly just kind of bring it under, you know, intuitive eating. And it's a practice that helps us to get in tune with our bodies, which is what it's all about, you know, finding your own inner wisdom and letting your body guide your food choices instead of listening to all the external rules of diet culture and, you know, nutrition information, whatever you hear out there online or from people around you. So really all of it is just bringing or putting out that external noise and bringing it back to your internal cues. Um, so just to define the two intuitive eating is a set of, you know, 10 principles that you can follow to really truly make peace with food. And there are many things that fall under there, like rejecting the diet mentality, honoring your hunger and fullness. Um, so much more 10 of them, (laughs) I won't go through all of them, but that's kind of intuitive eating. It's very comprehensive in, in my opinion, and then mindful eating. So mindfulness itself is just a present awareness of your own experience. And if we bring that to eating, that is just, you know, being aware of your eating experience, being fully present there, paying attention to how you feel, what your thoughts are like, any kind of like physical sensations you're having. Um, and just, you know, not judging yourself through the process. That's a big piece of it too, but really just being in that moment with your food, which is important when you're you're trying to learn your body all over again. Right. So that's a little bit of the difference between kind of intuitive eating and mindful eating. Um, but yeah, mindful eating is just that present awareness, paying attention to your food choices, listening to your body a little bit more, which I know that term is really vague, (laughs) but yeah, being very present and aware if we want to sum it up. And that's like exactly the opposite of what diet culture teaches us, especially Mm -hmm. with like, you know, tracking calories and macros, Mm. like you're not supposed to see how it makes you feel. It's like, okay, what can I eat? That is like 300 calories for my third meal of the day. And I have to make sure that I hit this amount of protein and this amount of carbs and fat. Mm -hmm. And like literally the last thing on your mind is how has this food made you feel? So we're, you know, taught not to me, not to be mindful. So what can people expect maybe if they're like, 
all right, I'm done with dieting. Um, I'm going to try not to count macros um, or calories and I want to eat mindfully. What are some tips um, that our listeners can, can use and implement to try and make this transition um, from dieting and counting calories to just listening to their body and eating mindfully? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. I have, you know, some tips for everyone and I'll try and, you know, keep them (laughs) as concise as possible. Um, and I want to say too, like it's, a journey, right? Like we talked about, don't be, you know, mad at yourself. If you are coming away from counting macros or dieting or whatever, and moving into more of this mindful eating, um, kind of practice, if it's hard at first, that's normal because it's very different than what you're used to, right? We're told not to listen to our bodies and listen to the rules. So listening to your body is going to feel foreign. (laughs) So it takes some practice, um, some actual like practical tips that I would, you know, start with, if you are trying to get into mindful eating is first and foremost, just slowing down. That's, you know, as simple as that pausing and slowing down and not being go, 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 you know, got to scarf your food down and get to the next thing, like actually taking the time to eat your food. And I know sometimes people can be like, I'm too busy for that, but you eat, you know, all every day, multiple times a day, however many meals, snacks, whatever you have, and it's in your life. It's a big part of your life. So why not, you know, slow down and actually enjoy it instead of trying to rush through it all the time. Promise you life is still waiting for you after you finish your meal. Um, nothing like, you know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, however long it takes you to eat you can be present with yourself. So taking that time to pause, something that um, I teach my clients that can be really helpful to allow you to slow down in like in order to pay attention is to breathe. So doing some breathing deep breaths before you eat can be really helpful. Very underrated (laughs) breathing. Uh, It's something that you can do anywhere, even if you're with people you can kind of do it discreetly. If you're alone, if you want to close your eyes and, you know, do like a whole deep breath situation, that's great. You know, do whatever you would like, but taking a few deep breaths before you start eating can be really helpful to just slow down and get out of the go, go, go and actually be there with your food. So that's my first tip. Slow down. (laughs) It's something really hard in today's, today's world. Um, another tip that I have is to, learn and check in with your hunger and fullness. So that's something that, you know, intuitive eating and the principles of intuitive eating would also really help you to learn these and understand what that feels like for you and your body. Um, and you may not know what that feels like for you now, if you're so used to following a tracking app to tell you what to eat, or if you're eating on a strict, you know, like schedule or window or something like that, you may be quite out of tune with those physical sensations of your body and its cues because you've been ignoring them. Right. And you, that's okay. You like, you think that that's what you should do because we're told that's what we should do, but we want to get back into tune with them and into attunement with our own bodies. So be present will help you or being present will help you to get in tune with these cues 
And I use the hungerfulness scale with my clients to kind of just conceptualize this because otherwise it's so like, what is hunger? You know, what's my hunger level? I don't know. Like, it's very hard to just pull that out of thin air when you're not used to it. So this hungerfulness scale is um, kind of a scale of zero to 10. And essentially the zero is like intense hunger. Like you're very extremely hungry and 10 is like intense fullness extremely full. So it kind of goes like that. And of course, everything in between, um, the middle part. So not getting to like extreme hunger or extreme fullness is about like a three to seven on this scale is kind of where you want to aim to stay around. Because if we get into more extreme hunger, we're more likely to, um, then get, you know, your ravenous. And then maybe you, get not mindful, right? We're just mindless and you just need food. So you swing back into the other side and then you end up overeating and you're overfull. So paying attention to this can really help to honor your body and listen to it and be mindful about your cues. And something about this, you know, hungerfulness scale <laughs> is that it's not another rule. Okay. I know, you know, coming from the land of diet culture, it's really easy to be like, oh, okay. If I have to, you know, stay between the, this three and seven, I must do that. Like that's another rule. Like, no, it's okay. It's okay. If sometimes, you know, you get a little over hungry because I don't know, you were out and you didn't have any snacks or something, whatever's happening. That's fine. That's life, right? It's not another rule. It's just something to help you bring awareness and connection to your body. And, um, you know, I know this is a podcast and I can't show you <laughs> what that looks like, but I do have, um, you know, a free guide that has this within it. So that could be something, um, maybe Miranda can put in the show notes if anyone wants yeah. to check that out and have, you know, that visual of what this hungerfulness scale kind of looks like. <laughs> yeah. It should definitely be used as a tool, not yes. a rule because yes. it's, it's helpful, you know, cause I mean, even the opposite of what you were saying, where you might go a long time, you know, and you might be pretty hungry and not between, you know, the three and seven, you know, it might be a holiday and you might yeah. overeat a little bit and exactly. it's, it, that's life. It happens. And it's part of being mindful. And I think even just being able to recognize like, Hey, I think I ate a little bit past fullness. Like that's a, that's a win. It I is. Cause then you're actually recognizing it because you know with diet culture people think like oh a holiday a weekend this or that's coming up I should save my calories mm -hmm. and it's like okay so now you're all the way down to like oh one where you're starving yeah and now you you overeat and mm -hmm. you just keep going going up from a one to a ten and you feel guilty so I think you have to go back down to a one and mm -hmm. I just yep. being aware of like you were saying of, you know, aiming for between a three or seven, but like you said, it's not rules. It's just a tool. Exactly. I like that. It's a tool, not a rule. <laughs> and yeah, life is life. And I have been practicing this for a long time. I teach this, obviously it's what I do. I get over hungry and I get over full from time to time. It happens. We're human. So give yourself that permission to just use it as a little bit of guidance and, you know, honoring that for yourself and recognizing all of these things can help you to just feel better because it doesn't feel great when we're on those extreme ends of either hunger or fullness. Our body's not really, you know, making us feel our best. <laughs> so it's just something to help you be aware. 
right? So yeah, hunger and fullness. I know they're confusing, but that, that scale is helpful to bring something tangible to learning them. Um, another tip that I have, which kind of goes along with, you know, the first one of slowing down, but this one is more so just like distractions and how to actually, um, pay attention to your food because yes, you can slow down and you can breathe, but then what, right? Like, what do we do during the eating experience? How do we be mindful and, you know, not bored because especially if we're eating, we're used to eating while we're scrolling, you know, Instagram or watching Netflix or working or something like that. If you take out those distractions, which I would recommend, especially when you're trying to learn your body, if you take those out, like you're sitting there like, Oh, this is boring. (laughs) Right. It feels really funny. So know that when you do that, expect to be a little bit you know, thrown off and it, it'll feel different if you're not used to eating without distractions. So I would say, try that, you know, you can't really be present if you're on your phone or if you're working, how are you paying attention to your food at the same time? Like I know multitasking became this big thing. Like we'll I'll do multitasking and you can get more in, in your day, but it's not really possible. <laughs> we can't really focus on more than one thing at a time. So ditch the Netflix, ditch the phone, and you don't have to practice this all the time, right? I don't think that's possible. I don't do that. I don't do every meal undistracted. Um, sometimes I just, you know, would like to watch a show while I have my dinner, (laughs) but also I make sure that I am incorporating distraction-free meals so that I can continue to practice this for myself. And I would say, especially in the beginning of learning your body, you would want to do this a little bit more, right? The undistracted meals, because, um, you are learning, right. And it's going to take time and practice to learn and listen to your body. So take the distractions out something to keep you focused. What do you do? That is tune into your senses, right? So that's a big piece of mindful eating that can help you to, really understand how am I experiencing this food? How is it feeling for me? And you can, you know, go through all of the senses. What does it smell like? What are all those scents there? What does it look like kind of visually? What's the temperature of the food? What does it taste like? What does it feel like in my mouth? Does it, you know, melt, whatever. There's lots of things that you can, you know, run through in your mind and kind of ask yourself about when it comes to, actually being there with the food (laughs) and not being, being bored. And something that's really great is thinking about satisfaction with that too. So, um, are you really being satisfied by that meal or is it not even really meeting your expectations? Cause if you weren't paying attention to it and you were distracted (laughs) for a long time, maybe it's something that you don't really even enjoy right? So really just learning that for yourself and kind of paying attention to these things, distraction-free as often as possible in the beginning and knowing you're human and that's not always going to happen, right? Yeah. I love that you said it's, it's not always going to happen because we are, you know, Mm -hmm. such busy people go, 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 but, you know, setting these little goals where, you know, maybe your first goal can be like, I'm going to have one snack a day where I am just Mm -hmm. sitting by myself, seeing how it makes me feel, um, cause yeah, I feel like a lot of people have that all or nothing mentality where they're like, well, if I can't eat all my meals, distraction free, then yeah, I'm, I'm a failure. I, I can't do it at all. 
but yeah, like, cause we, you know, we take food in the car, we are eating while running around with kids, like we're, you know, trying to do homework, trying to watch Netflix, all this stuff. And, um, yeah, we're just so like, we've literally trained ourselves to not listen to our hunger cues or mm-hmm. our satisfaction. And, you know, I like to tell my clients that as well. Like if you are sitting down, like try to feel every part like how does your butt feel sitting in your chair how do your feet feel on the floor you know all these things that we're just like we're literally numb to so Mm -hmm. of course we don't know how eating really makes us feel unless we're like super duper hungry or like we're so uncomfortable because we probably didn't even feel like the satisfaction level or that factor where we felt comfortable because we're not, we're not in tune with it because we just keep going till like literally it hurts, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. For sure. And yeah, like just numb to it. And it's just something like, it's almost like eating just became another task on a to-do mm-hmm. list. Like, yep. A meal done. <laughs> Did we experience it? I don't know. And if you're just undistracted, it's more like, or if you are distracted, it's more likely that you don't pay attention and you maybe overeat. Right. And then you're feeling uncomfortable. So that's another huge piece of it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So let me, let me sum up the, you gave three tips, right? So the first one yeah. is, um, was it being pre- being present? Was that the first one? Yep. Slowing down and breathing. Slowing, that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> Slowing down and breathing. The mm-hmm. second one, uh, what, what was the second one? Uh, hunger and fullness and kind of learning. Oh, yeah. That yep. The, the mm-hmm. scale, which I love that scale. I actually posted it a little while ago on, on mm-hmm. my Instagram as well, because I think it's a great tool. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the third one, really feeling it being present, no distractions. I think those are great yeah. tips um, that- sure these people can use to learn how to be mindful and we can always, you know, be more mindful in every, everything that we do, but eating, I think is, is such a big one. Huge. I know. And I do have like one more thing I want to throw in here that I think is really important when we talk about, you know, moving away from the diety kind of aspects (laughs) of food into this more mindful awareness is, just being curious and not judging yourself, right? Mm. That's something, and (laughs) any of my clients are listening to this. They're like, we know, I tell them that all the time, (laughs) curiosity, not judgment, because diet culture teaches us to judge ourselves and score ourselves on like, what did you eat today? Did you eat clean? Yes, no. Oh, you're, you're not, this wasn't a good day. You're being bad or whatever. Like what kind of foods you're having were taught to judge ourselves in terms of our food decisions, but rather get curious about them. How is this food making me feel? Like, does it make me feel good? Do I enjoy it? Is it satisfying? Does it give me staying power? Why am I making these food decisions? Is something else going on that's, you know, want driving me to want this certain food or whatever, just get curious and not being hard on yourself for any decisions that you're making or any eating habits that you have in your life right now, you know, just getting curious, ditching those rules and judgment and just moving forward and trying to learn your body without the judgment. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like people get nervous, especially in the beginning, because, you know, or 
we've, our body's never trusted us. We've never trusted our body if we've done all this dieting. So of course, in the beginning, we might, you know, overeat, um, you miss our hunger cues, like, Mm -hmm. uh, it's just so confusing. But instead of seeing it as a failure, like learning from it, like, Mm -hmm. oh, shoot, I ate maybe this amount. And now I'm feeling like an eight or a nine on the hunger scale. And that's a win to be able to recognize that. And I think people need to really just give themselves more grace. Cause like I said, you can't undo 10, 15 years of dieting overnight, or even in a couple of weeks or a couple of months, it's going to take time, but it is so worth it. Yes. Yes. It will take time, but the, the peace and the feeling of like more freedom with food and just enjoying the experiences, enjoying life instead of you know, your food decisions having to be this calculated, stressful thing all the time. Like I said before, we eat so many times every day, all day for the rest of our lives. Why have it feels like stressful and strict? No, let's move into peace and freedom and it takes time, but that does make it, you know, so worth it. And I've definitely felt the shifts in just like life from shifting my relationship with food. Yeah, definitely. So my last question for you is, how do you think um, these other aspects of your life, like, you know, your body image, maybe your self-confidence, how has that shifted, gotten better since you've been more mindful with your food? Because I know a lot of people think that if they just trust their body, they're going to let themselves go. And um, it's not really how it works because we have hunger cues and fullness cues for a reason. But how has like, you know, these other aspects of your life really been affected by mindful eating? Yeah, I think it's been a roller coaster. (laughs) If I think back to like the beginning when I first started practicing, you know, you know, mindful eating and intuitive eating. Um, But at first, I think it kind of more so it was exciting, but shook my world a little bit um, because I definitely identified myself as like, I don't know, healthy, uh, motivation type things. And that was kind of my identity was around this idea of healthy, which was just like an obsessive, um, healthy. So at first I was like, who am I? (laughs) Like what? I don't, I'm just confused. Um, so I went through that kind of phase of just, excitement, but confusion at the same time. And then, um, I did gain some weight in the beginning of my intuitive eating journey. And that felt not so good. (laughs) Right. Um, because, you know, after years and years of trying to pursue getting smaller and then wanting to heal your relationship with food and then doing the opposite and gaining weight, that was just like a big shake to, um, my, I guess, yeah, if we were saying like body image, self-confidence, things like that, um, felt really wrong, but you know, the reassurance of, I know why I'm doing this. I don't want to feel this stressed about, about food. I don't want to binge anymore. All of the things, um, reminding myself of that kind of got me through that. And then once I kind of, you know, leveled out and my weight has been fairly stable for a very long time now, um, and just feeling like I've kind of landed in a place where my body's happy, right? 
makes me feel happy. (laughs) I'm like, I'm taking really good care of my body. I understand how to nourish it. Well, I understand how to listen to what it's telling me. And that makes me feel very confident in my food decisions. It's taken a while to get here. It's taken a lot of, you know, like, of course, through my education and everything that I've done too, that contributes (laughs) to kind of how I know how to navigate this, which is why it's important to me to help others. Right. But yeah, my self-confidence and body image has gone down (laughs) and gradually back up. And I honestly feel like this peace with food and just feeling like I'm really connected to myself has spilled over into other areas of my life to just feel free. I guess that's kind of the best way I can sum it up. And that I really just embody the version of myself that I want to be. And I'm more authentic to myself instead of following rules. And I think I do that in different aspects of my life too, instead of um, just eating, um, but kind of everything (laughs) in all the areas Mm -hmm. are like, I'm going to honor me. And I think that's really cool to um, be able to do that, but it takes a lot of mindset work and everything else to kind of get to that place, but it's worth it for sure. Yeah, definitely worth it. I love it. So where can our um, listeners reach out to you and connect with you and find you on social media? Yeah, absolutely. So um, my website is theintuitivenutritionist.com. You can kind of find different ways to connect with me on there. Uh, I mostly hang out on Instagram and that is at the.intuitive.nutritionist. And then I also have uh, my own podcast called Intuitively You. So you can find me in kind of all those places, whatever you'd prefer. And I would love to, you know, chat with any listeners who are interested in this stuff. So yeah, feel free to reach out. Don't be, don't be shy. (laughs) Awesome. I'll put all that in the show notes so everyone can connect with you, but thank you so much, Jen, for coming on. I really appreciate it. And I love this conversation. Yeah. I appreciate you having me. This has been fun. So thank you. And yeah, this was great. All right, you guys, that is it for today. I love talking to Jen. She is so great. So make sure to go and follow her. I put her links in the show notes, like I said, so you guys can reach out and follow her on Instagram and listen to her podcast as well. But like I said, in April, I did an intuitive eating April series where all of my episodes are about intuitive eating from what it is to the 10 principles, what to expect, to interviewing and talking to different dietitians, nutritionists, and um, counselors, and just learning everything you need to know about intuitive eating. It was a really great series. So if you guys want to listen to that, just go back and listen to episodes 94 to 101. So those are the intuitive eating April series episodes. So I highly recommend if you are interested in intuitive eating, to go back and listen to those episodes if you haven't already. But if you are ready to start on this intuitive eating journey, which is, oh my gosh, one of the best decisions that you can ever make for yourself, I would love to work with you. So if you want to do some one-on-one coaching and you may be interested in a free discovery, a free discovery call to see if we're going to be a right fit for each other, um, you can email me, email me, at this is Miranda Lee at gmail.com. So it is just this is Miranda Lee at gmail.com. 
send me an email um, or you can shoot me a DM on Instagram at this is Miranda Lieb. Those will be in the show notes as well. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I will see you in the next one. Thank you.